I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Bone Boy and Phoenix. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. That's true. That is true. And what's also true is that this is episode 38 of The Lotus Effect, where the show's made up and the content doesn't matter. And of course, I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. And I'm Phone Boy. So we finally met the man whose shit doesn't stink. And on today's show, we're going to be presenting an object lesson in listening to the universe. And since we don't have any donations, we'll just remind you all that this is a value for value podcast and you can contribute with your time, talent or treasure. So follow us in the chat at lotuseffect.chat. Or, of course, if you're hearing my lovely voice live, then you must be connected to either the No Agenda stream or the Lotus Effect dot stream. And if at any time you'd like to listen to these shows other than when we're live, you can go to lotuseffect.show and hear all of our past episodes. Yeah. That is uh, that is it. Yeah. Um, so if you get any value from our show, you can stream us some Satoshis, send us your cookbooks, send us your Fiat Fun coupons, send us anything you want. Again, you know, troll along in the chat, listen live, listen at any time. Tell your friends. We're yeah. a phenomenon. Yeah. Propagate the formula, as uh, right. as as the former coach at the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Mike Singletary said. And uh, yeah, if you send us stuff, just be careful. Yeah. We don't want your shit. Please, Please don't, don't send us your shit. shit. Yeah. But, you know, unless unless the shit is fiat fun coupons or, or cash, right? Just, we just need That's cash. right. That's yeah. right. I, the only thing dirty I like is is dirty money. Yeah. So We um, have a great refire topic today this week. So we want to know what the worst job you've ever had is. Call us at 253-237-3321 and tell us all about it. Yeah, that's right. And so, and this week's topic. So this was this was kind of. I, I, I feel like we need a little bit of. Um, there, there needs to be a little bit of a preamble because. So okay. Do, well, do, I think I can provide that. Oh, you think you can? Well, I was going to talk about the fact that this is so. We we kind of forgot that we'd signed up to be after no agenda on oh on God. Sunday. I um, literally looked at Phone Boy on Friday. And I was no, th- like, it was Thursday. Was it, it Thursday? Thursday? It was Thursday. Oh my God, I'm losing days. Holy shit, yes. Okay, so on Thursday, I looked at Phone Boy and I was like, hey, by the way, I know we're supposed to be live after No Agenda coming up here in August. When is that? He looked on the calendar and his face dropped and he went, in like three days. I'm like, what? I'm like, shut your dirty mouth. No. He's like, yeah. 
yeah. I'm like, well, I guess that just uh, took things to a new level. So we started scrambling around, and this is the result of all of our hard work. This yeah. is a result of that. Well, there's, well, as I say, this is one of three things that we're going to do this weekend because we're also right. doing an episode of the funny thing about murder. But, yes. uh, but uh, reality is that yeah, we this is uh, that uh, this sort of snuck up on us, and it's been kind of a crazy week. Um, so, or actually, it's been a crazy two weeks. And so, well, I think I can shed some light on that for the pedal heads. Because this whole show is actually going to be almost like one big toast and jam session. So, as you all know, I came off the road to work a new job that would make it possible for me to sleep in my own bed at night, snuggled up next to Mr. Phoneboy. Well, I was super nervous, and I asked Phoneboy to do a tarot reading for me, because I wanted to get a sense of what my new venture might hold. And little did either one of us know what was to come. So this is the reading and its meaning and the deep dive into it that applies to, and how to our lives. Yeah, it just it just sort of happened because we'd gotten this, this suggestion had came. Um, actually, we were talking to Tig about it and she'd suggested maybe rehash an old topic. And we kind of we ultimately sort of went down and said, you know, uh, yeah, we just embarked on this thing. And I and I remember like. I did a tarot reading on this about two weeks ago, and I and I thought that was, and it's like, oh, this and and it, and it was good. And, you know, when you do tarot readings, um, sometimes it's good to go back and relook at it and see what and see if you see any different insights. And you know, of course, hindsight being what it is, we can see that the, the tarot reading was actually pretty good, um, and uh, we we did get some additional insights uh, as, with stuff here. So, um, if you've ever uh, you know, this is it, it's you know it's it's a topic. Tarot in general has been a topic that we've we we touch we have we've we've done you know a few times in the show. Well, it's actually the one yeah. of the uh, founding pillars of this podcast. Yeah, but I don't think tarot specifically, but you know, the, anything that sort of gives you insight into the grand universe is, is was part of that. Tarot is just one thing, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, it was when we started, you know, the whole tagline we had and still have is, you know, a podcast about spirituality, healing and ascending to a higher consciousness. The spirituality part of that, I believe, had not only to do with the universe, but also to do with the tarot and your ability to yeah, do your draws and reads. Yeah, the tarot, the tarot is just a, um, you know, it was a tool, right? It's it's any, it's like any other tool, but, um, and we're not... No, so, phone boy, because you are a special tool, sweetie. Oh, a special tool, you know, I, yeah, okay, so... Um, it's already starting, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, there's and we have these things called show titles, and, you know, they need to get written down, and, you know, we need to... So, if you you hear something that's a show title, write it in the, write it in the chat, but uh, we, we're writing right. stuff here, too. Um, yeah, we also use the, you know, the, the evil transcriptions of Google Voice, uh, which we don't have any at the moment. Uh, so. Yeah, so once again, if you want to share with us about this topic, which is the worst job you've ever had... Or any other past topic that we have discussed, feel free to call us at 253-237-3321 and leave us a voicemail where operators are not standing by, but Google transcription is to mangle your words. That's right, as, as, as always. So, um, now I want to, I, I I'm not going to give a whole you know, a whole thing on tarot necessarily, but I am going to mention that it's worth pointing this. So the deck I use. So um, I know that like behind the schemes, there's probably a couple other, there might be a couple other podcasts in the sort of the no agenda sphere that, uh, that also mentioned tarot. Uh, and 
now typically and, and i think most of the tarot i've seen you know if you start trying to do cert on it it, it, it talks about um right the writer weight system which is uh, probably go which is maybe a little, a little more than 100 years back uh the original tarot actually tarot used to be playing cards and i and i think i've i did a may have done an episode on um you know on like the the sort of the origins of tarot but um when i discovered the tarot de marseille which is a deck that it's kind of the uh, it's a it's a deck that is uh sort of the one of the one of the earliest uh tarot decks which are you know they're they are playing cards in effect i mean in, in certain respects in other cases they're not but um i actually prefer the meanings um of the uh, of the of the tarot de marseille because first of all um the, the numeral it's it's much more consistent numerologically speaking which yeah we talked about numerology a couple of weeks ago uh, last week week before um so um i like that they're that that yeah they generally are a little more consistent you know numerologically speaking that just it helps my brain you know with things and also, I think in some cases the card interpretations are a little less prescriptive, right? And some, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you need to just open your mind and look at things. And so this, we we used the tarot as a way um, to, yeah, to just basically like, okay, well, you know, I I always say that the tarot doesn't tell you anything that you don't already know, right? And so um, you just have to, you know, the cards just kind of bring it to light, and you kind of go, oh, okay, here's what's going on. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's subject to interpretation usually. Yeah. Um so now the, the the way I did this because we didn't we didn't really have a question and and honestly when you don't it usually you want to you so when you're when you're trying to do a tarot reading you don't you you want to you want to have a you can't have a specific question necessarily because that's not going to you know like a you know like when you know when am I going to you know when am I going to get rich kind of thing but you know but you can ask a lot of you know, like how or why questions and and you might be able to get um, you know the, the the tarot might give you some guidance in this case you know when when you don't exactly know what question we you know you do um, it's a little more complicated to do but you do a Celtic cross and it's probably one of the most oldest and widely used tarot spreads um, it's versatile in its ability to cover aspects related to your question or reading it offers an in-depth and well-rounded interpretation it's one of, and it's it is one of the rare s- spreads you can use when you don't have a particular question to ask and actually this, i think the question that was asked specifically was what does the future hold yeah that's well right and that's a and again there's a and a, the tarot in that kind of case will give you some possibilities um but um this gives you a you know, celtic cross gives you a way to examine all the different aspects of a situation and you get a piece-by-piece breakdown of any event that 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 you're dealing with um and so there are actually two major parts to the draw which we'll talk about um so there so there's the cross itself which actually is made up of six cards and then and then the staff which is made up of four so in the first half of the show we'll actually talk about the cross portion of the draw and discuss and then in the and in the second half we'll discuss the um the in the staff um and and also you know we'll also get into uh you know how certain cards relate to each other and i think there was some i saw some additional things when i was looking through this uh, earlier um today and i wanted to so i wanted to bring them out so okay so the draw if you look at it now and, and i'll actually i think i can i think i have a picture i'll have to put in the show notes of the actual uh, of the draw itself um but and i, and I did it while we're while I was sitting on the bed um so and there's really there, and, and so with Celtic cross there's ten cards in the in the Celtic cross draw and so one of them is um, and so one of them is represents the present situation, one represents the problem at hand, another represents past influences 
uh, the what the future might look like. Um, you know, we got conscious and unconscious focus. What's you know what's what's driving uh, you know the driving the current situation. Um, there is um, you know then we get into the, the you know what what what's your major influence? What's the thing that's um, you know w- what's influencing the direction you're taking? Um, you know, and there's some external influences and your hopes and fears, and then how it's ultimately going to turn out. And uh, you know, the story is being written here, but uh, I think we, you know, again, we have when I, I'll, and I'll try and talk about what I saw when I initially, or what I what I what I felt initially when I did this, and then if there's any differences that came out after we after the benefit of hindsight, then we might you know we'll, we'll draw those out. So yeah, well, we're going to address both sides of the coin. Okay, so. All right, so let's so we'll start with the drum. We'll start with the first, yeah, and we do, yeah, we do nude podcasts like no one's listening. That, that is for sure. Um, so, um, so here's the thing. The, so the first card I drew was the, or the, the is what, what represents the present situation is uh, it was the eight of coins. Um, now, by the way, all these cards that I talk about, the links are going to be in the show notes. You can read the descriptions that that I that. Uh, but uh, um, and you know when I. Um, when I first looked at that card, my thought was, okay, things are pretty, you know, eight, eight's a, eight's kind of a stable number. And it's like, but, uh, you know, unfortunately and it's, it's almost kind of, you know, if you look at the card, it, 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 every, it, it looks orderly and rote and everything, but it's not, um, you, you know, but, uh, it's, uh, there's, I don't know, there's nothing special about it. And, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a stable situation, but, uh, maybe missing something a little bit. Um, and, um, and let me read, um, you know, and, and I, um, so the, in, 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 in the description here, I'll read one, I'll read a paragraph in one of the, of the descriptions, I think it's, in, which is relevant in this case. The Eight of Coins is the card of learning. Apprenticeship, whether practical or metaphorical, is both a training course to develop new skills and a beginning stage for a field that has little or never explored before. In this sense, the card indicates that you are, that you are living or are about to experience a change or a new beginning in terms of work, studies, or financial situation. However, unlike many other cards or change or renewal, it symbolizes the stubborn determination and intense efforts that often manifest in those who intentionally choose a new career or, imp- or implement initial initiatives. So, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I actually think that this particular card represented the new job that I was about to undertake. Yeah, and we were, and yeah, the, and and yeah, the, there is a, um, yeah, and that's what we we're talking about. It's like, yeah, there's a, you know, things were stable in the in your previous situation. Yeah, they, it was they a very weren't great, job. but but. Uh, but, but it yeah, wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't me fulfilling. So, um, so yeah, we were in this. So, so yeah, and it's in the situation. Yeah, it's this is this is very relevant to the to the thing at hand, right? Is it, yeah, it was a question about about work, which was a stable situation. Not again, not a great situation, but it worked. And uh, so we, um, and yeah, and so. Um, and I'll and I'll read on a little bit more here. If you draw the eight of coins in a tarot spread while you're not currently engaged in the active pursuit of your goals, ask yourself what you could learn or create to improve your situation. If you're already engaged in the follow-up of new formation, which uh, you were at that moment, because that's what we were, we were discussing, right. this can be a card of encouragement and comfort and rewards of the energy in which you invest this development. The disadvantage of this card is that by putting too much emphasis on all the details, you become too perfectionist. While it is important to do it right, remember that any tendency toward perfection may make you lose sight of the overall goal. Um, yeah. So that's a, and, and yeah, that there's a, and, and I, we discussed this, right? I mean, this is a, this is a, you know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Just take steps in the right direction. You know, and right. understand and that this I is think, a long process. Right? I think this one comes in a little more prevalently um after the fact 
because I put it that, you know, I, I take this as finding a job in which something is opposed to nothing. Yeah. Um, right. I, I, right. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. And obviously, yeah, there's, there's, you needed something different, right? I mean, that's, and we, again, we, you know, we personally talked about the, the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Needed- and I had dipped my toes into the pool of being a dump truck driver previously about two years ago. So I knew that I could, you know, make a run at it without too much difficulty in all honesty and you know i also knew that i had the security of being able to put in a notice with my company and if things went tits up i could always go back yeah exactly so um so that's an interesting yeah, say the so i think that was a pretty that was pretty accurate when i drew it and pretty accurate you know after we looked at it it's like it's even uh, sort of more so we found some additional sort of insights um so okay so let's move on to the second card which is the problem at hand and i drew this for this for this for this card i drew the six of wands now in the mar- so one of the things that's interesting about the um or i think in this card i'm not sh- i'm trying to remember if this is one of the cards that actually has a that was it's easy to tell whether it's a, there's an inverse or not um but I think it's well, actually in this case it is. The problem is is that the way you put this card down in the draw, uh, yeah, it's not. It wasn't obvious. At least that I put it down, which side was up, right? And and sometimes when you're doing tarot, the reverse makes a difference, right? So we when we looked at this, I actually didn't. I actually couldn't quite figure this out, right? Um, because um, but it, but you know we it, it's it is. Um, you know, I looked at it this way. You know, I'll read what the, the I'll read the the you know the upright um, description. One of the upright descriptions here: um, the Six of Wands announces success, victory, and social recognition. Not only have you achieved your goals, but also your efforts and results are publicly recognized. You may have recently won, or you will soon receive an award, an enthusiastic welcome from the public, or recognition from your peers for the work you have done. It can also be just a pat on the back or a compliment on the quality of your work, but it instills a high level of self confidence and gives you the strength to continue your efforts. Now, of course... Actually, I need to jump in on this because I just realized something. Okay, go ahead. I remember when I called this company to get the job, and I was apprehensive. If you remember, you were the one who found the job, and I was apprehensive because it said one of the requirements was a year's dump truck. Right. And I didn't have a year. I had like six months. And when I called... It was amazing because the woman was like, oh, that's fine, because of the fact that when I told her how many years behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler I have, that pretty much made up for what I lacked in time uh, for being on a dump truck. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we looked at this, we went, you know, this, and this, it didn't make sense. And then when I looked right, when I, when I sort of dug into the reverse of it and fence of the last two weeks it kind of made sense that the reverse was probably true made uh, a lot of sense n- now in a reverse in tarot doesn't necessarily mean the you know it mean it may mean that negative a- or it can mean that you know more you know the opposite aspects of the cards might be a little bit more prevalent in you know in the sense of you know that or or things that are um, you know the, the more negative aspects of the card can sometimes come up in that regard so um and i think this was actually and 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 when i when i read this um you know, and I, and after, again, just kind of thinking about everything, this really makes sense. Um, so the reverse six of wands means that you're likely to doubt your abilities and your potential for success. You may harbor negative feelings about yourself and feel as you failed personally. You lack confidence and need to s- the support and recognition of others to regain your strength. This card can also mean that you have fallen out of favor and that you have not received the public recognition you sought. You have not received any feedback for your efforts other than negative comments. You may have expected things to work well, but instead you're punished in some way or you have been scorned despite 
despite all efforts made so far. Um, now, and I think this is something when we, when I was looking at this a couple of days ago, it, it could also be the fact that, um, you know, the, uh, yeah, the, it's excessive pursuit of luxury. And I you know, will say that we, you know, we've had a lot of fun the last uh, several days, even though things have been a little crazy. We've, uh, we've also enjoyed ourselves uh, in other ways. Yeah, because we don't take ourselves too seriously and we just let whatever happens, happens in our life and appreciate the abundance that the universe provides for us in whatever form it chooses. Yeah, and it's, and yeah, exactly. So, um, but, um, you know, I think you, what you have in the notes here is that, um, that you think that this card, um, you know, it, it points to the false start that you had. So what, what ended up happening when after the uh after the uh you know after after we went to the try to go to the dunk truck job so do you, well, i don't, yeah, I don't I know how much of that you want to get into now well, or no 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 i'm i'm fine with diving into it um because i think it's a i think in order to make this statement we need to give some back uh backstory on this yeah so anyone who's been following along on our podcast you know we always do our toast and jam session and we talk about what's going on behind the mic um in our in our lives and so I started this job on a Monday about almost three weeks ago, I would say. And my birthday was the next day, which was a Tuesday. And this company, because what we will discuss later, I feel that the supervisor was threatened by my presence as a woman doing the same job that he was doing or at least the same job as the other folks, because I was the only woman on that site. So that should have been my first indication to run like hell. But I was being true to giving it everything I had. And I worked all day on Tuesday to come back to be told that they were letting me go. So I was fired on my birthday. So I'm hoping that karma reaches out and touches that company with a very heavy hand, if I'm honest, because I think that was a complete POS thing to do, especially because I had been at, back at the yard and even seen that supervisor. And the thing which I was let go for, or what they claimed I was let go for, is something very simple that could have been rectified with him pulling me aside and speaking to me like an adult instead of a baby back bitch cunt that he was. And yep, I said it, and nope, I don't care. So that being said, I think this card actually represents the false start back at my previous company in Nashville. Because what I did was, I I panicked. I'll, I'll just say it. I didn't believe that after that dump truck job, uh, I wasn't in the right mindset for, you know, just take a job so you're bringing in something. You know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And so I called my boss and said, can I come back with, you know, my seniority intact? And, you know, you were talking about a pay raise. Um, what's that about? Because I'm coming back either past or near my anniversary date, at which time they were claiming that the raises would be put into effect. And when I spoke with her, she said, well... Uh, because the big boss doesn't feel like you're going to make a career at this company, he thinks that we need to bring you back at the rate you were at. And then in 60 days, he'll reevaluate it. And if he decides that 
you know, it's it's warranted, then he'll give you a two and a half cent raise and then he's going to do something unprecedented in another 60 days. If he's pleased with your performance and you're doing what you're supposed to, he'll raise it another penny. And I'm sitting there as she's telling me this going, really? You're below the normal average anyway for the industry for what I do. And now you're going to insult me by not offering at least a five cent raise across the board for me. Not that I'm making that much to begin with. Now, mind you, I said none of this to her. I want that known. I kept it inside. But as I thought about it, I thought I'm trapped. I have to get back on the truck. I have no other option. I've got to make money. My bills have to get paid. Blah, freaked out. So called my boss and chewed down my pride and said, okay, I want to come back. So we set it all up. Uh, We even packed Phone Boy's Prius and ran to Nashville, which is like two hours from where we live. Now, mind you, we had to go from where we live an hour east to get to drop off my personal vehicle and also get some stuff out of storage from where I used to live town-wise, and then three hours to Nashville. So all around, it was roughly four or five hours worth of travel um, by the time we were done going from point A to point B, et cetera, et cetera. I unloaded his car into the truck they had assigned me and he said hey I gotta go to the bathroom I said okay so I let him in the building and he used the facilities and I was walking through the driver's lounge which is not a very big room I want you to know but I was walking through the driver's lounge and as I walked out the door and turned around waiting for him to uh, accompany me outside something came over me and I can't describe what it was Um, I'm calling it the universe, even though it didn't sound like Lisa Bemrose. Um, I, I burst into tears and I just kept crying and saying, please don't leave me here. Please don't leave me here. And I cried for two straight hours. Um, it got to the point that phone boy was like, look, it's a two hour drive back home and I'm tired. I don't feel safe making that drive. I'll just, you know, let's go to bed. Cause he knew I had invited him to sleep next to me in the bunk. So it wasn't an issue. And he's like, you know, we can revisit this in the morning. You know, let's just, let's get a good night's sleep. So I begrudgingly crawled into bed, laid my head on the pillow I mean, don't get me wrong. He was being extremely supportive. He was like, look, if you want to leave, he's like, if you really want to leave, he's like, we'll pack everything back in the car and we'll go home. Now, the only reason I had really thought other than money about bringing, um, you know, bringing my ass back on a truck was because I wanted to be with my cat who has been living at my best friend's house for a good amount of time because we can't have a cat at our condo. So long story short, because we've already gone way too long on this particular segment of story, uh, slept on it, got up the next morning, got up to go to the bathroom, went, um, went back outside and proceeded to sit and cry for probably another two hours on the front step. And it ultimately culminated in me looking at phone boy and saying, I cannot do this. And he was in complete agreements. He's like, I don't want you back on that truck. He's like, I can't explain it. I don't know why, but I don't 
feel something's just not right. So he's like, if you, you know, we'll figure it out. He's like, we'll figure out what to do with the cat. We'll figure out, you know, what to do about the job situation. Just get your stuff. Let's go home. I said, okay. So I went in and I saw my boss. And I mean, I would like to say that, you know, I consider my boss a friend. She, she started out as being just my boss, but she became my friend. And I said to her, I, and the safety guy was standing right there. I'm like, look, you know, you know that I respect and I appreciate, you know, everything. I just, I got to go. I can't be here. I can't do this. And I said, I know this is burning a bridge, but unfortunately for my own mental stability, I can't be behind the wheel of 80,000 pounds of screaming death and not have my head be completely right with everything. And they both agreed that it was probably the best decision for me to make. But they also reaffirmed that I had not burned a bridge. I was welcome back anytime. So I do know that if, you know, the proverbial gun is to my head and, you know, I'm fixing to slip way beneath the waves. Yeah, I'm, I might pull that trigger as an ultra last resort, but I can tell you it's going to be very mental for me if I have to pull that trigger. But I really think that that card getting, you know, circling back, I really think that that card represents the, you know, what I'm calling false start of going back to the company in Nashville. Yeah, well, I also think that should you end up going down that road, and I know you don't want to, and I don't really want you to either for, for reasons we talked about. We are, things are in a better situation right now. We'll get to that. So um, I think that... Yeah, this was just one little piece of the puzzle that we're, you know, painting the whole picture on today. Yeah, there's there's a lot going Yeah, A lot happened in the last two weeks, guys. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Um, a lot, lot. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I've had my own stuff going on too, and it's not the... Good, you know, bad, and it, indifferent. Exactly. So, but we're t- today we're focused on what's going on with my uh, with my partner in crime over here. So, um, so here's what's okay. So, the, so the third card. And I realize we've gotten we we went a, we went a little long with the second one, but it, it's good background I think for the rest of this. Uh, so the um, so the card for past influence, which is the third card in the draw, it was a reverse Queen of Swords. Now, um, which I interpreted as um, you know fear either a fear of power or a possible abuse of power. Um, and, um, you know, and I think I, I saw a lot of possible reasons for that. And, you know, in the, but um, let me see. But, but we came to a slight, I think we came to a slightly different conclusion after, uh, uh, you know, on, on reflection. So let me, let me describe what the queen, of, the queen of swords represents the rigor of a mature intellect, but devoid of emotion in mythology, the femininity, um, or, or femininity is associated with emotion, but on this card, the woman is severe and poses or, yeah, with little feeling. This card represents the capability of the intellect to judge and discern impartially without being influenced by emotions or feelings. That's that's the forward interpretation, right? Which, did, but in this instance, this was reversed, and that just, um, you know, and that can and that can be that, uh, yeah, maybe you get a little bit too, uh, you know, again, that's where the, that's where the abuse of power comes from. But um, and I think this is, uh, uh, but but I'll read the the description here for reverse. The reverse Queen of Swords means that you may be thinking more with your heart than your head. You may be emotionally involved in with a, in a particular problem. And this may distort your perception of the actual situation. You need to use your brain a little better to understand what is really going on and interpret the signals more accurately. Let's consider the situation objectively because it will give you a better idea of the situation and help you evaluate what you need to do next so um but this and i think this uh we i think we decided that this might have uh that this might have had something to do with uh, the jump truck the dump truck job we did because the way i saw it and i've made no bones about the fact i've i've put up with 
the what I call the sausage party mentality in trucking and especially in construction and dump truck work where the men just think that you should be barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen and that you don't belong in that truck doing the same job that they're doing. It emasculates them. And I really think that that had, um, this card really represents that strongly, that they were intimidated by my strong feminine energy because I am a type A alpha female. And a lot of men do not know how to handle that. They feel very threatened by it. Just the energy that I exude. I don't have to say anything. I Just the energy that I exude is threatening to men who are insecure when it comes to the fact of I'm doing the same job you are, except for I have to work twice as hard to prove that I'm half as good. And I can assure you, I am 10 times what most of these steering wheel holders out there are. If I wasn't, I wouldn't have a driving record cleaner than a nun's asshole that you could eat off of. And I wouldn't have been in this industry for as long as I have without any tickets, charges, etc. for anything hugely gross or negligent. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and... You know, I, I, I sometimes, I, you know, you're, it, it's funny because, you know, sometimes when, when we're talking and, and, and you'll hear this sometimes, she'll, she'll lapse into her, um, her, her, her New England accent, right? Are you really going to start this today? Yes, I really am going to start this today because, and, and then, you know, you got, you got, you got a little Southern Belle charm when you, you turn on from time to time. But, uh, I think, I think around, especially around here, I think some people might be, uh, uh, you know, in, in addition to just the, you know, the, you know, the, that's just, one other element of it, I think, sometimes is that uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it does. It, it's, it contributes to the stuff that you're experiencing. I think you're breaking my butt. No, I'm not breaking your butt. I, lo- I love your butt, dude. I already have a crack in it. I don't need it broken anymore. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, that's the after, after, after show. Is what that is. Hey, I was being PG. You're the one that took it behind the uh, scenes, behind behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and I, I mean, I agree with that. I think there's a that they definitely that crowd was not, um, you know, did not appreciate. Uh, well, okay, you know, how about this? No. How about let the pedal heads weigh in on this if they would be so inclined? Form your own uh, opinions and decisions about this. The first impression I got from this particular situation was I was told by the office that the supervisor would be training me and. Like I said, he's the gutless piece that fired me without even talking to me about what I had supposedly done wrong. And I end up training with somebody else who, oh, yeah, he's only got three weeks working for this company subsequently. And the truck that they put us in to work that day had so much trash on the floor. I mean, not to be gross, hope you're not eating, folks, but there was a piss bottle in the driver's side pocket of the door, and I can assure you it didn't come from me. Trash just heaped up on the floor. We pulled three plastic Walmart shopping bags worth of trash out of this truck, and they give fuck and all about the way their trucks are being maintained like that. I mean, both mechanically and just how clean you keep your truck. I mean, I know it's a dump truck, okay? It's going to get dirty. It's going to get dusty, this and that. But for the love of God, do you not know how to pick up your trash and be a human? No, apparently not, because you have a penis and you think you're better than me. So as far as I'm concerned, fuck each and every one of those people at that particular company, because I 
don't need them. But just, you know, as a side note, yeah, this is the type of company that they are, is that they're going to allow their drivers to trash their work trucks and there be no repercussions. I don't need to work for a company like that because if your equipment isn't up to standard and your hygiene standards aren't up to standard, I don't have any time for you. Yeah. So ended up being, anyway, I mean, the long story short is it ended up being, you know, that, that ended up being for the best, uh, most likely. And I know when it happened in, in you know, it was a, um, we, yeah, we talked, you know, and it was, it was a big, um, you know, we, yeah, we had to figure, it was just, it was just a lot of deconstructing all of this stuff and realize, hey, it was probably for the best that that happened. Um, but uh, we always say that things happen for a reason and we are, you know, anyone who's listened to the show for any amount of time knows that we are very strong in our belief that the universe is the unseen power that guides our lives, good, bad or indifferent. We, you know, all of us being NA producers know that karma is a big contributor in our lives and ultimately, you know, that goes both ways, good and bad. You know, if you put good out, you get good back. If you are a piece of shit, then that's what you're going to get back. And I firmly believe that I don't have to do anything to, you know, reap my revenge on this company or those people because karma will do it for me because I am, I am a no agendaite. I am full of love and light and nobody can harm me. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and it's all good. So, uh, shall we move on to the next card? Yeah, I, I think, think we should. Uh, yeah, we should. So, okay, so let's talk about the future, right? Which is the the, the the fourth card in the in the draw, and it's and it was the King of Swords, which which um, the interpretation I kind of went with is so there's there's a past that um, you know that that if, first of all that that you know the the king in, in the you know so it's the king in the major arcana is usually kind of the you know it's you know kind of the pinnacle of 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 uh, you know of, of swords, which is usually um, I don't I don't know strength and control that kind of thing. But, um, but uh, you know, this, this is a, this is a card. Yeah, you're breaking free from the past, right? Because you know, to, to, and, and yeah, you're also well equipped to maybe deal with something that's uh, that's happening in the future. Um, uh, it's so the sword is a yeah, the sword is a symbol of intellectual power and authority. Um, yeah, and the king of swords is obviously the you know the king of that. Uh, also, ha- also has the courage and intelligence to accomplish with whatever he desires. It represents discernment, mastery, and power. The character is as rigorous as a judge, lawyer, or warlord whose emotions must be. Contained under pressure. Therefore, this card asks you to remain detached and objective in a specific situation in order to know the truth and to search only the facts. Um, so, and and yeah, so there, and you know, and again, with our, um, you know, once we know what we're doing, you know, I don't know, there's, yeah, there's lots of facts, but you, you, um, you had, uh, you know, w- when we went through this, um, you came up with an interesting, uh, you know, an insight. I did, because speaking of moving past your past ultimately i realized um i think one of the reasons why the universe caused me to have such a visceral reaction and ultimate meltdown at getting back on that truck is because of the fact that what the universe wants me to do ultimately and what i want to do is to break free of my past with my ex-husband and that includes being in the trucking industry because when I started this, and our show Sunday will actually touch upon a little bit of this, but when I started this, he was my driving partner. He was my team partner. We attended school together. We got our first 
job together and we trained at that job on a truck with our trainer. You all have heard me speak of him before. Bernie, love you, miss you, brother, up there in heaven, kicking ass and taking names as he always did. Um, we did everything together. You know, we spent six, seven, eight weeks at a time on a, you know, on a Freightliner Cascadia to, you know, do our job driving across the lower 48. And yeah, I'm just sick and tired of anything that has to do with my ex. I'm tired of the memories of the places that I go that we've been together or the memories before I separated from him of places that I went with this company and the animosity that I was given on his behalf when I would share my joy at having gone to a certain place. So I really do think that this is my chance to finally, you know, break free from my shell, break out of my shell and paddle into uncharted waters and see what happens. I have the faith that the universe has my back and I also know Phone Boy has my back and the love that he has for me and the trust that I have in the universe will sustain me that I will find a job and I will be able to get back to the homeostasis that I'm used to in my life of not worrying about being able to pay my bills, etc., etc. Except for now, I'll have happiness because I will have a good man by my side who doesn't judge me and doesn't give me shit when I have to do what I have to do to make a living. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, I got to do what I got to do to make a living too. So, um, you know, that's a that's a thing. Uh, yeah, and I, I know. I mean, the desire to break free of the past. I mean, I'm, that's a that's a big thing for me. I mean, there's a reason I moved 2,500 miles away. Um, because yeah, uh, I needed a clean break. And, you know, I mean, yeah, and I also I needed a lower cost of living too. Let's face it, because uh, yeah, living out in the P and Dub. Yeah, Washington's yeah. way too expensive yeah, for ex- not a lot of return. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't really want to be out there anyway. So, um, so that's so that's the way that goes. Um, so yeah, I'm and, and so I mean, yeah, it's things are yeah things are <laughs> as I say that I, I I totally understand that so that's a whole nother reason for like yeah if you're if you if you're dreading going back on that track then then don't do it um but let's let's go to let's go to the fifth card in the draw um and let's talk and and this was and what's your conscious focus what's the th- you know what's the thing you're thinking about that you're that's something that top of mind that is driving your you know your your behavior decisions and that would be the reversed hanged man um and which you know and and, and so now in, in the in the marseille tarot they didn't have at least the, the side i had they didn't have a reverse reading and this was but uh, i suspect i i know what the issue or, or what it is but the hanged man refers to the to a moment of a pause and everything so that we can t- turn to our advantage by improving our plan in more detail self-understanding and internal work can also talk about an obstacle or, or the inability to act usually this card will tell us that it's not the time to make a decision that the views and situations need to be riper so this is it's a it's a card that talks about a pause right it's like yeah and, and looking at things differently which you know we needed to do now in the reverse you know you take that to its extreme and that you know and i think it, you, and, and i think um I think this is an accurate description of you know what you've told me. Um, yeah, you felt trapped, right? That you didn't. Uh, that this is something that you you wanted to do something different, but you didn't feel like you could. Yeah, I felt trapped in the sense of not being able to get a job that didn't include being on a truck for several reasons. The most prominent of which was that prior to everything going on line. Um, 
you know, application-wise and this and that, when was I supposed to find time to take an interview or anything? Because I'd leave out on a Sunday and not come back until Friday at God knows what time, sometimes not even until Saturday. So I just really did not feel that I could do anything but drive a truck because how was I supposed to find the time? And then, you know, it was really interesting because with this dump truck job, I called the woman, uh, she sent me the link to the application, I filled it out, we spoke on the phone, and basically she hired me without an interview, unless the conversation on the phone was just like an impromptu interview, or, I mean, I, I don't know the reasoning behind uh, the way that the office did what they did, but ultimately, you know, I got hired, and I started, so... That was, you know, to me, that was a really good way of feeling like, okay, maybe I have a fighting chance to not have to drive over the road, but I was still in a truck. But I could live with that because of the fact that sleep in my bed every night, get up in my bed, you know, get up from my bed every morning. You know, I would get to see the person who I want to spend the rest of my life with. I would get to interact with, you know, myself in the morning. I'd actually have a shower And not just, you know, diaper wipes to kind of freshen up till I could find time to squeeze one in. I would have an actual, you know, toilet to use. Because there were some mornings, let's just face it, being out in the middle of God's country, sometimes you don't have anywhere to go except for out in nature or in a five-gallon bucket with a toilet seat. So, you know, let's just be honest. Trucking is a rough industry. Girl, guy, or otherwise... Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And I'm sure Tigger and Rev Cyber Trucker can attest to that fact. And even She Bangs. You know, I don't think She Bangs ever listens to our show, but I know I follow her and I know I've, you know, seen some of the stuff she's going through out there. And But the, the long and short of the fact is that it is a very hard job to do in the sense it's like the mafia. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. And I was tired of being a made woman, ultimately. Uh, Not that I want to be a kept woman by any stretch of the imagination, but I would at least like to have a little bit of legroom to live my life and that the sacrifice be at least somewhat equal to the reward. Well, you'd hope so, but uh, yeah, fortunately, the world is, (laughs) you know, not always fair, but uh, but yeah, I think everything you said about everything that you've told me about the trucking industry um, and, you know, what I've observed firsthand about it is... uh, yeah, it's uh, you got to be if you're not into it, don't do it because it's just way too much. Yeah, it's like I, it's like I told you, right? I mean, and, and I'm sure and I'm sure your safety guy and your boss would have said the same thing. Um, you know, your your margin for error in a truck is uh, much much less, in fact, right? It's it's not only that, but it's it's not only that. Okay, it's also the fact of if you think about, I've never known any other job where you are truly working and not getting paid. And essentially that's when you're getting paid by the mile, like I was, all the hours, the the first two hours, okay, let's let's just break it down for anyone who's ever been curious. The first two hours that you're sitting at a shipper or a receiver, you're not getting paid. You're sitting there with your thumb up your ass doing absolutely nothing if they're dragging theirs. You are not getting paid detention pay. You're not getting paid any compensation whatsoever. So if you took all the hours that I sat and did not get paid for in a week, it's atrocious. I was losing anywhere between $100 and $200 a week, not to mention the hours that you're working. 
Yeah, your logbook is saying that, you know, you worked this many hours on duty or this many hours driving, but that doesn't account for the hours, like I said, that you're not getting paid, that you're sitting, doing nothing, waiting for them to load you or unload you. Because, yeah, you can hang out in your bunk, but, and for me, this is just a personal gripe. I could not stand when someone would knock on the door of my truck because that sound resonates through that entire cab and it amplifies it. And I absolutely hated it. It shredded my nerves. So often, if I was sitting waiting to get loaded or unloaded, I would be sitting in the driver's seat simply because I couldn't stand for someone. And and I hated my biggest pet peeve. And this is going to be, again, I'm going to soapbox on this a little bit. They don't bother to look up to see if you're sitting in the seat. So I've literally watched somebody walk the entire 53-foot length of my trailer to the side of my cab and never once look up to see if I was sitting there, just knock on the door. And I've unrolled my window and, and chewed their ass for it. It's insane. Yeah, she's not going to be in the truck uh, again, I don't think. But uh, No, I, I really don't see me getting back into a truck because there's just too many variables that are included. I'm at the mercy of whether or not dispatch wants, well, can find me a good load or for that matter, wants to. Because I firmly believe that every dispatch and every company, if you piss them off, they're going to punish you either by not giving you the miles or giving you such shit loads in such shit places that, I mean, I've literally threatened to quit before when... It got to be three Saturdays, and I didn't get home until Saturday. On on the third week, I said, you do realize you can have my fucking resignation. Oh, what are you talking about? I said, three straight weeks, you haven't gotten me home? One more time. Do it one more time, and you can have my resignation, this fucking truck, and this job. Needless to say, they got me home the next Friday. Really early, funny enough, but that was years ago. But it, it irrelevant to the fact. There's just a lot in that industry that does not make the sacrifice worth the reward in what I was making. And ultimately, I often said, and I think this is the universe making me put my money where my mouth is, I often said that I could not do a job where the reward did not meet the sacrifice and... I said I would never put a job before someone that I loved. And ultimately, yeah, I love Phone Boy, and everybody knows it. And I'm not letting a job be put before him. There are other jobs out there that don't involve me driving a truck, and they may not pay as well, but the reward that's non-monetary is much higher than anything monetary that any company could offer me. Yeah. There you go. No, you're right about that. So let's uh, let's get to the sixth card, and then we'll uh, and then we will um, we will talk we will talk toast and jam um, after that. So this is this is this is about the point where we where we get to the get to the end of the first half of show and then the second half of show. Um, so um, so the the sixth card in the draw is the unconscious focus. So the thing that the thing that's lying beneath the surface that might be motivating the decisions. And in this card, it was the reverse wheel of fortune. Now, um, which now a uh, now the wheel of fortune. So first of all, numeral, numerologically speaking, the the wheel of fortune is a ten, which means it's an end of cycle, and generally speaking, that 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 means that generally means that something is ending or something is beginning, right? And well, because I mean, what what's the what's you know what what's the song by uh, you know the by Semisonic? Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end, right? So yeah, that's uh, you know, and that, when you when you're at the end of something, that means you're at the beginning of something else, and so um, and but. 
the uh you know when it's revert and 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 on it and so i'll read the, i'll read the brief description of it um the Wheel of Fortune ends the first decimal period of the Major Arcana. The circular and crank attached to it show the main meaning of the card, the end of a cycle, and the pause to wait for the source of power to establish the movement for the next cycle. In Tarot's continuity, it's the Major Card 11, which is Strength, which will follow the Wheel of Fortune and set out the next decimal cycle. More than any other card, Wheel of Fortune is clearly oriented to closing the past and expecting the future. For this reason, the positions have this card in a spread that will also help to also guess whether the, the plan in life needs to be completed to make room for a new plan or a new era will be opened. Now, now since this was you know what's motivating, right, and, and it's also reverse, right, that really that really points to yeah something's holding you back right is that there is that you're at that point where obviously there's a point where a change needs to be made but something is you know it, it, something's missing right that's or something is blocking you preventing you from taking that next step and and turning over a new leaf so to speak yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't argue that i think fear as we've talked about is one of the biggest things fear of the unknown that if I'm not driving a truck since I've done it for 14 years, what else could I possibly do? And that fear has been a constant in my life when I've thought about switching careers or going to even another company. Like, you know, what am I going to do if this doesn't work out? Can I go back to the other one? But ultimately, I've been afraid to do anything else for roughly 14 years but to drive a truck and now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I won't make as much, but I think I'm in a position to say that I'm okay with not making as much because I have someone who has my back and I don't have to worry about some of the basic needs in life, place to live, food to eat, whatever. You know, you've you've been more than wonderful with making sure that everything's paid and, you know, I mean... I I do what I can because obviously we've talked about the fact that you know your status and my status in the in the world of finance is very much not equal. You are you are much better off than I, but irrelevant to the fact that I've just been so afraid to do anything. Of course I also didn't have a support system. I mean, my ex-husband was nothing even close to being supportive of me doing anything but being glued to his ass with super glue. And he hated the fact that I was still driving, which, again, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. I guess I should have the mute button off. There we go. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, yeah, and I think, we've, you know, of course, we've got a bit more here, but uh, the, the, there is, uh, yeah, there's a fear of the unknown. And I think it's, she's, you know, and I've, and I've told her she's in a better position to try something new now. Um, because, yeah, there's not, because, you know, I think there was, um, you know, when, when we first started talking, there was, uh, yeah, the truck was the place to escape to. Um, well, and- not only was it the place to escape to, but it actually became the place where I was living after I flipped my chessboard and decided that I no longer wanted to be poisoned by the toxic presence that uh, was embodied in my ex-husband. And when I had to have a place to go, um, my best friend offered me to stay at her house, but it's just too much chaos. And I had more than my fair share of chaos at the time. I didn't need to add to it. So I opted to literally live in my rig and my company knew about it. They were cool about it. They didn't, you know, charge me for the fuel for idling on the weekend or whatever, whatever. So I got very lucky in that, but I feel that I'm in a position in my life right now. I'm in a place in my life where as shaky as my legs are to venture 
in a different direction, completely 180 from the direction that I've been traveling, I'm okay with that. Because sometimes in going the opposite direction, you think that you're going back the way you came, when in fact you are forging a whole new path that's going to bring you to even further heights. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's you, you got to start somewhere, right? I mean, this with any of this stuff, you, you have to start somewhere. Um, so, um, okay, so we're at the point now where we normally do a toast and jam session. And to, just toast and jam sessions, usually where we talk about our week. Well, this episode's basically us talking about, well, the last two weeks, really. Um, so, and we're also doing a live episode tomorrow. So, we're going to save the actual the toast and jam for tomorrow right the actual you know where we normally do it but we we do want to give a few shout outs though while we're you know taking a little breather for everybody to take a bathroom break or get something to drink we want to give a shout out to evolve smoke shop exit 322 in crossville tennessee they provide us with all the wonderful legal thc products the delta 8 9 10 abc through z hell i don't even know anymore there's so much shit but they've got amazing glassware they've got kratom they've got edibles Um, mind you again you know delta 8 but all in all great place so if you're in the beautiful state of tennessee interstate 40 exit 322 in crossville just give them a little uh, a little hello from the lotus effect they know us well they see us every week and we also have randolph farms who we get our meat from our our beef as well as DeBell Family Farms, who is going to be our pork producers, the Saffron Herb Company, of which we supl- they supplied us with some new essential oils for my aromatherapies today. I got some peppermint oil. Yay. <laughs> That's right. And the Hummingbird Hill Gardens, which provided us with some wonderful summer squash for dinner. I was going to make it for tonight, but Phone Boy decided he wanted some breakfast for dinner before the show, so I whipped off a sausage, egg, and cheese scramble, which I'm pretty sure was pretty good. He ate just about all of it. Um, let's see. They've got. They actually have two locations in Crossville, and also they're in Harriman yes, and Evolve in has two locations. Well, they have four actually. They said they got Oak Ridge and uh, and um, and Harriman. So, so yeah, they're they're around yeah, they're around East Tennessee basically. So, um, you know, and and we love we love our girl Saprina over there. So. That's right. We absolutely love Saprina. She is top notch. Go check it out. She will hook you up with some of the best smoke supplies and just the general vibe. She's a super super special person with a bubbly personality. And I think more people should be like her. Yeah, I'm not going to not going to lie about that. Um, okay, so um, we'd also this is also the point in the show where we talk about the refire, and the refire is our is our is our voicemail topic for the uh, for the day. And uh, we we do not have any voicemails uh, at the moment. So uh, if, although if you do call in, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna use the same topic for tomorrow because we are gonna be on the No Agenda stream after the big show tomorrow. That's uh, right, and we've got another episode planned. So that's why we're, uh, yeah, that's why we are uh, our host and jam session is, uh, yeah, not not so not so much this week. We'll get into uh, most of the debauchery that we did uh, this last week uh, on you know tomorrow. So uh, or, right. episode, or episode thirty nine if you're listening. Uh, you know that is uh, that is the whole thing. Um, well, you know, I'm sure though that 
whoever's listening today would love to know, phone boy, what is the worst job you've ever had? Yeah. We got to be careful. Yeah, this is a what is the worst job I ever had? We should talk. Yeah, Bemmer has reminded us about doing ads on the stream, so we should probably be careful about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but we've got to be careful. He's absolutely, he's, he is right. Though. We're not commercial. So, yeah, all right, it happens. So, all right. We like we do like our places though, so we didn't try to do, we didn't mean to do. No, an ad it's for not really an ad. We're not trying to really do an ad. We're just we, we <laughs> give a shout out to the people who we encounter throughout our week, just to say, hey, you know, we support your business and we appreciate what you're doing. We're not necessarily shilling for anyone. This yeah, is we, just our personal opinion. We love the places that we patronize. Yeah, do I need to? Yeah, do I, I think I need to play that clip because you know. The, the, so this is the you know. Where, where, there's a clip that goes along with that. A, there's a clip that goes along with it. If I can find it, where is where is my? Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah. So, like I said, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. We're not. Yeah, we didn't mean to do. It. Yeah, shill. <laughs> that's. I think he's just giving us a bad time. All right. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't want to jeopardize our opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree with that. To, okay, you know, so the worst job. Okay, so the worst job I ever had. Actually, this is okay. We'll do yours tomorrow. We'll do yours refire tomorrow, right? Um, and actually, your your worst job you ever had. Well, we kind of already talked about it. Yeah, right. Actually, I don't know. It's kind of a toss up between this. Well, I would say worse than the fact that who the fuck fires you on your birthday? Really? Come on. Yeah. That right. is a major penis move. Uh, okay. We'll talk about okay, we'll talk about your worst job tomorrow, but we'll talk about mine. And this is um so I'll talk about the first job that I got while I was still in so it wasn't the it wasn't I won't say it's the first job I ever had, but it was the first job I had after I'd become a, uh, you know, after I'd become a, you know, a, an adult, so to speak, so I was in college, I hadn't graduated yet, but I had gotten a job at a company called uh, the Wallingong Group, which no longer exists. I think they became part of Attachmate. Who knows where they're at now? Um, but um, they were there. They had an office in Santa Cruz, roughly three or four blocks from my house. Um, and I was still going to school at the time. So I was, and I was, so I, and I, my, my had my schedule is such that I was going to, going to school on Tuesday and Thursday and I'd go, and I'd go work, you know, the other day. Um, that job lasted about three weeks and they fired me um, because I didn't fit in there very well. And it was just kind of a, you know, it was one of those things. And, you know, but I also realized it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me at that time, because what it did is it, it did give me a chance to learn some lessons that I needed to learn a little bit of humility, especially a little bit of humility. Um, oh, you I, mean that you've always been this uh, rather arrogant, I'm the smartest person on the block and you will bow to me, slave? Jeez. Yeah, uh. Okay, I, I need to put. Con- hold on, I need to give the pedal head some context so they yeah. don't think I'm actually serious about that. There is a video that you put out on YouTube that anyone can go and see, and we're gonna put a link to it in the show notes. You gotta love this. It's Phone Boy when he was young. Uh, definitely, you know, post college age. Probably, you know, I, I believe it was the first house that he lived in. And he's working from home, and he's explaining to everybody about having to fix your own tech. And if you can't fix your own tech, do basic stuff, then, you know, well, maybe you don't need to be working from home. Just the way he comes across is a real arrogant, pompous little prick. He's the type of guy that if I had met him, like, 20 years ago, I would have looked at him and been like, you're getting none, are you? You're a virgin, aren't you? Because he was just such a pompous prick in that video. Now, to get to know him, he's 
the absolute exact opposite of that. He's the most humble guy I've ever met in my life, despite the fact that he has so many accolades. He's written two books. I mean, you all know Phone Boy. Yeah. And, and if you don't know Phone Boy, you should know Phone Boy, even yeah. though JCD doesn't know Phone yeah, Boy. J- JCD doesn't know Phone Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a, there's, there is a button here somewhere where I can, where somewhere. I can, where I can say, I don't know Phone Boy. That's I'll right. explain. And I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. So yeah, knowing knowing Phone Boy intimately, and I don't mean in an X-rated way, just <laughs> in behind the mic conversations before we became a couple. He's a really interesting guy. He has a lot of depth. He's not shallow at all, and he's definitely not arrogant. He's extremely humble uh, to the point that um, every single day, practically, I think I tell him that he's amazing and he's gorgeous, and just shower him with you know, affection and, and positivity because he is, he's, he's everything and more. And he's, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm starting to successfully deprogram all of the horrible programming that he received through his ex. Not soon enough. Ex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No kidding. I know, by the way, yeah. Um, Bemrose, yeah, they're completely right. You're a pompous prick, but we love you anyway. You're our favorite troll. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So, um, all right. I think we've, I think we've, um, I think we've exhausted that topic. So let's go to the second half show, shall we? And we'll get into the, so this is, this is the staff part of the, um, of the, the draw. And so we have a few more, um, so we got four more cards and then a couple of relationships to go through here. So, um, so let's talk about card number seven, which is your, you know, what your influence is. And, and this was the 10 of cups. And, um, so I see, I saw a couple of things, right? So, it's a usually so ten of cups is is usually um, kind of the yeah so so cups are tend to be like a re- reference uh, love and feelings and, and abundance uh, and so um, I kind of saw that as uh, I frankly I saw that as me and that might be and maybe that maybe I'm uh, getting a little bit too ahead of myself there um, but um, well let me see what my notes on this situation have to say oh nope there it is this card represents phone boy in my life there it is yeah there you go see. But that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I thought when I drew that card. I'm like, I think that's me. Um, but let me read what it says. But uh, remind you, he's not arrogant, self-centered, or overly confident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you love you. I All right. love you too. Okay, love the, you mean it. Yeah. <laughs> the Ten of Cups embodies happiness, joy, satisfaction, and emotional fulfillment, especially in the area of relationships and family. It is almost an idyllic state of peace, of peace, harmony, and love where all of your dreams and wishes are fulfilled and you are looking forward to your luck. Let's stop for a moment to appreciate what you have accomplished and appreciate what life is giving you right now. Just like a happy family living in a cozy house, this card perfectly illustrates a harmonious family life. All members of the family get on well. There are lots of fun and love shared with each other. Nobody argues or causes tension. It is an environment of peace and happiness leading to affectionate and caring relationships. The presence of the Ten of Cups can even reflect a family vacation where you can rest, relax, and create great memories. Yeah, when I read the description of this card, I was completely blown away at how spot on that is when looking at the context of our relationship because and and <laughs> I mean I can even admit you know we we were uh, we were smoking a little holiness the other night and I remember talking to phone boy and saying you know we we, we have a game I'll I'll let you guys in on on a little you know back back vision of what goes on behind the mic when nobody's listening we have a game called the i love game and 
this started when we first got together. And basically what it is, and, and please, you know, any couples out there, feel free to use this. It's a great exercise to just check in with your partner and a little boost if you're, you know, kind of having a low day. But anyways, what it is, is you choose a statement and the statement that I chose for Foam Boy was, I love the fact that no matter what life throws at us, you always have the attitude of, well, I guess we're doing this. There's never any tension. There's never any stress. The only stress that ever occurs is when he has to deal with anything dealing with that ex-cunt in Washington. We all know who she is. And, uh, and or dealing with, you know, my ex here but that's irrelevant but it's a fun little game we play where we just go back and forth and tell each other what we love about our relationships or each other and it's been really great to experience the changes over the last few months from the inception of our relationship or at least the inception of this podcast and getting to know each other following through to the fact of you know, becoming a couple and the amazing things that have occurred in our lives since we let go of the wheel, let the universe dictate what was going to happen and just basically started having a great goddamn time. Yeah, we, of course, have a great goddamn time. We do it every day. And uh, yeah, and I think it's, um, yeah, there is, um, yeah, when I, it's just, I see this card and it's yeah, and all, everything that's, uh, that, that is uh, happening. It's like, yeah, we, we are letting go and, and it's amazing things keep uh, yeah things keep happening uh, you know it's when you do, and i and i think and i've said it i know we, when we've been talking it's like yeah i feel like the universe is guiding us a specific direction and so it's hard to know sometimes right and it's funny oh, and let me tell you do not fuck up let me tell you straight from the horse's mouth <laughs> you do not want to go against the universe i understand that sometimes it's hard to understand what the universe is trying to tell you but there's definitely a need for a accelerated understanding because it's painful when you get it wrong and i'm speaking from a place of experience because i thought the universe was telling me that taking this dump truck job was exactly what i needed to do and if you've never experienced it i highly don't recommend getting fired on your birthday because it takes a day for me that already held very little significance due to circumstances in my life and any shred of hope that i had of that day being joyous in any way were pretty much shredded, pissed on, and lit on fire. Except for once I came home, phone boy had this beautiful ring for me. And uh, that made it all better that day. But I can tell you that day started with me having a mouthful of coffee, getting choked, and then wearing it all down the front of my shirt and my jeans. And I had one napkin in my truck. And it was a used napkin. So... Yeah, the day started like a raging dick in the ass. But by the end, I had a beautiful ruby and diamond ring on my finger from a man who I love very much, telling me that he promises that someday it will be a a diamond, ultimately. Yeah, it'll be something for sure. It's already something, darling, Mm -hmm. just being with you. Well, 
All right. Um, so let's let's move on to the to the eighth card in this thing, um, and it's the external influence, and that was the two of wands, and that's a pretty easy one to interpret. Um, basically, uh, yeah, you got choices, and you need to make one, right? And, there, and there's pros and cons to any of them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I don't know that there's much to say about about it other than yeah, the um, <clears throat> you know there are some financial realities, right, that are that are going on, and some of them, um, you know, and, and some of them honestly, yeah, I mean they're we both have financial constraints right now, right? Um, I have financial constraints because I'm still trying to get out from under, um, you know, uh, under my not soon enough X, and I'm still dealing with the courts and all that stuff. And, uh, hey, I figured it out. I figured out why you haven't been able to get out from under your not soon enough X so far. Why is that? Have you seen the size of her? Oh, wow. I, I, trust me, I, uh, I'm familiar with uh, the size of that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. that that would be considered on Fluffy's scale. Oh, hell no! Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I'll just say that I... I um, I actually so the um, so there was a hearing on Monday, and this is probably more. I actually we should add this to the toast and jam session for tomorrow. But um, but I have a yeah. So I had a hearing this past week for in, in in my divorce, and I was planning to. I didn't have to attend it. I was planning to attend it, um, and this is over Zoom. So um, in, because it's of course it's all happening in Washington State uh, where I was living before, and. Um, and so, about twenty minutes before the time where the the hearing was, you know, where, the, where, the, where at least the session in court was supposed to start, I don't know exactly when it, you know, with the, with the courts, you know, they got they have a bunch of different cases or you know issues to bring up in front of the judge, and so they they, you know, and the, and so you don't you, you might be you might be like six of ten or something like that, right? Uh, in, in in the docket, you know, you don't know, right? And so I, but I realized that yeah, I don't have to attend. This was one of those things. I looked at it and I went. Yeah, I can't attend this. Um, you know, right? I just, I just, I, I, about twenty minutes before, I'm like, no, not doing it. Um, and um, and I said, I think the universe has got my back on this, and there's really nothing. There's nothing to be gained by being there anyway. So, um, you know, yeah. and we'll talk about that outcome tomorrow during our toast and jam session. That's right. But uh, but yeah, this is. Um, you know that they say, but that, but unfortunately, yeah. There's there's some financial realities that we're still working with, and uh, yeah, this is, uh, um, you know, and there's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's it's still cheaper to live in Tennessee, but you know, there's there, the money only goes so far. Yeah, so. especially when you're not soon enough. X is getting three fucking quarters of it, greedy bitch. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. Okay, I'm so, not, but I would like to actually uh, interject with what that card kind of signifies for me. All right, well, go on. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel that it represents the fact that, uh, as I've talked about um, before, I have, you know, plans to go to school. And I thought deeply about it and realized that as, as much as it may not... we t- Okay, so you and I had talked about behind the scenes the fact that I thought the universe might have been screaming at me the reason why it made me quit the dump truck or why it took the dump truck job away from me. Yeah, dump truck. There we go. The dump truck job away from me is because I'm supposed to be going to school, which is what I had put my hat in the ring to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, one of the driving forces why I was getting off the truck. And I kept putting off the test, kept putting off the test. And I think ultimately that has what is what has really pissed the universe off because 
by putting off that test as long as I did, I thought I had until November before classes started, and I reached out to my student life coach, whatever the hell that woman with the horrible spelled name is. Yes, a success coach. That's the one. Yeah, the only thing she was successful at is aggravating the shit out of me, but irrelevant to the fact. Uh, Yeah, she informed me that classes actually start on the 17th. So I've moved my start date to January for the winter session, and I think that's actually going to be a more stable decision to have made it does not negate me going it just pushes it out until i can get my framework we talk about scaffolding instruction framework a lot i think i need to get my framework in place and i did not do not have my framework in place in order to be ready to go to school the, the bottom line is, I think that the universe wants me to go back to school. I booted it by not taking that test like I was supposed to. Three times I scheduled that thing, and three times I blew it off. The universe is not happy with me. So, yeah, I'm when, when the next opportunity comes up, I'm definitely going to reapply to school and take the, the AccuPlacer like I was supposed to and get all my framework set so that I can be working and going to school and starting to walk away from that previous career that never brought me fulfillment to begin with and into something that is going to be new and exciting and beneficial and hopefully lucrative. Yeah, well, we'll you know, again, every, like with everything, we'll just have to, you know, who knows what the future is going to hold, but, uh, um, but yeah. Um, all right, so we have two more cards to go through, and then uh, we'll couple, get a couple of relationships here. Um, so the card that represents your hopes and fears, and, they, and they're intertwined, and so it's, a, it's interesting. So that the, the card that came up there is the Seven of Coins. Now, and this is an issue of acceptance. Either you hope you'll be accepted, or, or there's a fear that you won't be. And we've talked about both of these things, right? Um, so it shows that the seven of coins shows you have a strong desire to invest in things that will bring you long-term benefits. You understand the importance of spending time and energy at the moment to reap the benefits in the longer term. And you're not necessarily looking for quick wins as such. You also want to focus your attention on the right areas that will allow you to get more money for, or you get more for your money instead of wasting time on areas that do not pay anything. You have a long-term vision and you focus on the uh, sustainability of the results. Um, so, and this is, and what you have, you have a note in here about, um, you know, what you want to, or what you wanted to say uh, about that. Yes. I think that that card may have been representational. Um, like I talked about, about going back to Nashville to my old job. I think when I was contemplating that is where that card's relevance comes in. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it can also, uh, re- say it also represents uh, the fear of failure, delays, and frustration. Uh, but, you know, the positive side of that is you're more likely to learn from the failures and evaluate how you can, you know, be more, uh, you know, invest your time better and be more productive. And, um, you know, but you need to, you know, you need to check your progress and, and you know, make sure, um, you know, especially when you're, um, you know, you need to check where you're, uh, you know, where you're heading, right? Is make sure that it's sustainable and work and worthwhile. And that but that's what I'm saying yeah. is when I, when I had pulled the trigger about going back to Nashville, it was out of fear because of the fact that I didn't want to go under, I didn't want to fail financially. And I finally realized that I'm not going to fail financially. I may get knocked down. I may have to play catch up. But ultimately, 
I need to do something different. And the only way sometimes to get out of a rut is to cause a ruckus. That's right. Um, so, but that brings us to the last card. And, I, and when I drew this, and I re, you remember when I drew this card and I saw that 10th card, remember I pulled it up and I showed it to you. I said, I do. This card looks good, right? And it was the world. So this is the, so, and, and my, you know, and I, and I didn't think too much about it at the time, but I said, you know, okay, that, that generally, so that's also kind of an end of cycle card or beginning of a new cycle thing, right? So it basically, this is going to lead to something, um, you know, lead to a new beginning, right? That, that we're, that, you know, that it, everything's going to be okay, right? We're not, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, let me, you know, I'll read about it here. So, in the, as the final stage of path in the major arcana, the world is a recognized call in its deepest reality, as well as an acceptance of fullness and awareness. This is also the time when we, liberated from self-destruction, begin to dimly recognize the suffering of others and place ourselves in the position of serving humanity. Traditionally, Christianity, Jesus, the Virgin, and the saints are sometimes portrayed in this way in an oval shape. The, the Madrola uh, figure, the Italian name for the, of the almond shape, is both a symbol of eternity and a hint to the female genitals. That's interesting. Uh, when we see the, we can see this card as a rediscovery of the unity of the world and its whole. Because it is located at the last point and in the completed position, the world refers to critical awareness. It is a perfect woman, a soul filled with joy, a perfect world, a happy marriage, a great success. And I think that that card represents what my life will be as long as I work hard and earn it. Yeah. And, and like I said several times this week, we know what we're fighting for now. That's the one thing I can say that we've discovered over the last two weeks is that we've had an appreciation for, um, yeah, what it is we want out of life. And now, you know, now the universe is saying, go earn it. Right? You, you, you know, which now you, you've got a taste of what you want. Now go earn it. Exactly. And honestly, um, I think we should probably elaborate a little bit on why we have an extra visitor who is currently asleep under the table on which all of our podcasting equipment is set up. And that is because when I came off the truck, uh, when I just couldn't do it and completely came unhinged this week, we took a chance. Phone boy contacted our landlord and said, hey, um, I know our lease says we're not allowed to have any pets, but we kind of need to rehome Phoenix's cat because it just really needs a better place to be than where he was. And we, you know, kind of gave her a little fluff on the fact. I mean, we didn't lie, but basically it was just, you know, he's a sweet boy. He's five years old. He's fixed. Uh, we told her he was declawed, which he's not because that's inhumane. My, my boy definitely has his claws, but I maintain them. I keep them clipped. So we are blessed enough that our landlord said, yeah, sure. Just yeah. an extra little bit of money as a deposit. And my baby boy now lives where he needs to at home with his mommy and the love of her life. And uh, yeah, he's kind of fond of him too. Yeah, he's sleeping on the floor at our feet here. At so. your feet. I want this noted. It's not at my feet, pedal heads. It's at phone boy's feet that this cat is currently asleep. Yeah, that this is, uh, that's a... Uh, that might be a that might be a show title. Um, anyway, 
Uh, so yeah, this is, um, and yeah, and I think that it, ultimately like whatever happens with, with any of this stuff, cause yeah, the universe, there's many more lessons to learn in all this. Um, yeah, I think everything's going to be okay. And that's, I mean, I've said that pretty consistently. Like it, I don't, you know, I say this in my own life too, right? I don't know how, you know, I, I see past the light at the end of the tunnel that's trying to run me over. Um, now I just got to figure out how to get out of the way so that I, or, you know. Yeah, kitty at the foot, kitty at my foot, and I want to touch it. Yeah, well, he's sleeping. So, all right. So let's. So we're almost, so we are almost done with this, um, and we've got, um, you know, we have uh, relationships of. So there's there's some relationships with certain cards here. So we got we do we'll do a little bit more here. Um, so. Uh, when you're doing a Celtic cross spread, there's in addition to looking at the the, the bigger parts of it, or you know, the, the individual cards and where they're at and the position, uh, you can look at the relationship between the two. You know, there's specific card pairs of cards you can look at and figure out exactly. You know, maybe get some additional insight. And, and I did that just for fun here because I didn't and I didn't do that the first time. So I'm only talk about this. And so um, there's a you know when you when you're there's four there's two cards that you put together. And I put card four and card ten in here. How is the near future impacting? the final resolution what can you imagine happening between these cards to get to the outcome so um and this is card four and card ten right so the king of swords in the world those are the two cards that we you know are sort of comparing so um you know the in the in yeah when we break free from the past then we can get the future we deserve i think that's the that's the that's the idea right and we're i know we're both doing that ultimately Ultimately, yeah. I mean, both of us felt the same way when we filed for our divorces. We didn't know what we were going to do. I mean, your situation was a lot dire, a lot more dire than mine with the bullshit that she pulled. But ultimately, we both didn't know what was going to lie ahead in our own personal lives. We just knew that the life we were living was not healthy. It was not sustainable mentally. And we needed to get foe. And get foe we did. So now I don't know. So I'm not sure how we're going to, um, you know, and this is, this is, I think where we're both kind of struggling is what is the, you know, what, what's the path look like? And we're still, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, a bit of obsession over those things, but, uh, but yeah, it's, but ultimately I think it's, you know, I, yeah, once we're able to break free from the past and, you know, and, and set a direction, I think we'll be able to get it. It's just a question. Yeah. What does it look like? Not sure yet, but that's, uh, you know, the universe, I think will, will show us the way as I've been doing, um, Believe and trust in the universe. That's what we always say, yeah. and that's what we believe. Yeah. So, is there okay? So the card five and card six, and this is the is there a connection between the conscious and unconscious motivations? Uh, does the querents hidden and underlying motivations match their assumptions and desires? Um, and this is you know, and again, I think these cards pair together very well. The reversed hanged man and the reversed wheel of fortune, and you felt trapped, which you know is probably why you couldn't you couldn't move forward, right? You felt you were trapped in your, you know, and, and you were trapped in a truck. And uh, you couldn't. Uh, I absolutely was. Yeah. So uh, there you go. So that's a, um, you know, you got to uh, you got to do that. Um, and that's you know that's that's a thing. And so we got one more here, uh, and um, this is where um, yeah, card six and card nine. So feelings and beliefs can deeply impact the direction the situation can go. What unconscious beliefs are creating the fears and hopes of the querent? Um, you know, um, but this is where, and again, the cards are very, uh, you know, complementary. So the wheel of reverse wheel of fortune, which is the card six, so the, being unable to turn over a new leaf. Um, but in a seven, in the seven of coins, that you have a desire to grow, but you fear failing. Well, of course, anyone fears failure when they're facing something unknown. You just have to, at some point, 
make the conscious decision that I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to dive in with both feet and I'm going to hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. So, meanwhile, I think we've, uh, yeah, we, I think we're hoping for the best. Uh, I'm hoping that this recording goes well. So, um, this is where... Hey, we podcast like nobody's listening. Yeah, we do that. Um, yeah, but uh, I think people are listening because I see people joining the chat. Um, but, uh, so, we're, but we are going to, um, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to do that. So, I think we're, we're done with this show anyway. Um, so, hold on. I got to actually pull up that because... Well, I have a question. If we're done, how do we usually end these things? So fucking over this. Well, you know, yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm fucking over it too. So, but how do we end it? We end it something like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.